Blog Talk Radio. edition of this show, and also January marks the 20th anniversary of Poetry Superhighway as a website, as a thing in the world. My name is Rick Lupert. I'm the I'm the person behind the Poetry Superhighway, sometimes in front of it, occasionally off to the side. Usually we're in the same room, though. It was January of 1997. Not too long after I put up my own website that I thought, you know, what if I, in addition to putting stuff up of mine, I created a section of the website where I posted poetry by other people. started out as a section of my website, and uh, so I put out the call to all the poets I knew who had emailed back in 1997, said, please... Send me your poetry, and I'll pick someone and put them up every week. The first poet published the week of January 27th to February 2nd, 1997, was Alex Papanikolopoulos. We had two more weeks with just one poet. The week after that was uh, Eric Ott, who later became known as the spoken word artist Big Papa E. And then the third featured poet the week of February 10th through 16th, 1997, was Lawrence Schultz, a Los Angeles poet. A lot of the people who were featured earlier on in the history of the Poetry Superhighway were people who I knew from the poetry community here in Los Angeles. It took a little while before we had a more national reach and, and international. And we've grown quite a bit. It was the fourth week of Poetry Superhighway that I began putting up two poets per week. did that because I realized very quickly, not, and I'm sure anyone who runs any kind of publication where you seek submissions, that once a call for submissions is out and it's free, well, submissions will come in pretty quickly and pretty lotly, if you'll forgive my new vernacular there. So we've been doing this for 20 years now. And we've grown quite a bit. Uh, almost every single week since January 27, 1997, I've uh, put out a new issue of the Poetry Superhighway newsletter and put up people every week. Took a couple weeks off here and there when I went on vacations once or twice a year. Uh, and then managed to uh, install website software where I could schedule posts in advance. So it's actually been a few years since a week has been taken off. Thank you, technology, for giving me more work to do, even during vacation times. Actually, I said it all out before I had out on the vacation. Um, and, of course, we've had many, many projects along the way. We uh, run a poetry contest almost every year for the uh, entire 20-year run, unique uh, in uh, that for all 20 years it's only been a $1 home entry fee, unique in that uh, many sponsors have come on board and have uh, pledged to send prizes directly to people who entered the contest. So uh, we're the only contest that I know of where every single person who's ever entered 
has gotten a prize just for entering, a prize of interest to poets and writers. Another unique project has come along along the way. Uh, for example, next month, starting in about a week and a half, we'll be launching our annual Great Poetry Exchange, in which uh, if you just pledge to send a copy of your poetry book to someone else in the world, then you will receive one from someone else in the world. Uh, details on that coming soon. Coming directly out of that was the ebook free for all, which we do in November and then on December 1st, where uh, people send in poetry ebooks and all of them are free to download for a 24 hour period. And a few years ago, we started our Poetry Month Prompt a Day, where every single month, we, uh, every day during Poetry Month, we publish a different poetry writing prompt and encourage you to write poems in response to them and post them on our Facebook page where, where the prompts are posted. What else have we done? Well, of course, uh, we have an extensive links directory of poetry links. That's something that started right away at the beginning of uh, 1997 when this website started and continues today. It categorized uh, a curated section of poetry links divided up into individual poets pages online publications and online poetry resources. Man, trying to think of everything that I've done. I don't know why I'm bothering to list it all here right now, but uh, uh, I guess it's because it's the 20th anniversary, and I, I so rarely make a point of taking stock of everything that we've done. Um, Haikuniverse, a, a poetry website we started a couple of years ago, a year and a half ago, where we publish a haiku or micropoem every single day. If you don't know about that, check it out at haikuniverse.com. Um, and of course, this, Poetry Superhighway Live, started um, five or six years ago. Um, every single month, we do an open reading, and you're invited to call in and read a poem. And that's, of course, what we're doing today, January 2017. So I just want to thank everyone who's been involved with Poetry Superhighway for the last 20 years. I was just looking over the list of people who I published in 1997. And some of them are people who are still involved, not just in poetry, but in Poetry Superhighway. I see a handful of names uh, of people who have uh, were published that year and who've uh, been published frequently throughout the years and continue to be published. And that is uh, very exciting to me that so many people have come along this uh, poetry journey with me. So thanks to everyone who's participated in any way, whether you've submitted work, you've just added your link to our links directory, uh, whether you've been published or just uh, as a reader, whether you've been a contest sponsor or a contest entrant, a contest winner, um, a contest judge, um, a participant in the great poetry exchange, in the ebook free for all, a submitter of a poetry writing prompt, or just someone who wrote a poem after one of these prompts. Um, or uh, or anything that you've done which is at all intersected with Poetry Superhighway. Uh, the people who have taken out classified ads in our unique uh, poetry and writing only classified ad section, thanks to everyone. Um, it's been awesome. It's been something which, uh, at least for a couple hours a day, has kept me off the streets every week. Um, and it services the overall mission of Poetry Superhighway, which is to expose as many people to as many other people's poetry as possible. Um, I don't have any plans to stop anytime soon, so um, stick with me for the next 20 years, and uh, we'll keep this thing going. 
If you would like to call in to our open reading today, the number is area code 646-716-7362. I believe there's a direct connect button on the uh, website as well. Um, if you don't want to use a telephone or a cellular telephone to call in, um, uh, call in, read a poem. That's what it's all about. Um, 646-716-7362. Our first caller is from the 417 area code. Hello. That must be me. <laughs> that, that's you. Hello. That's me. Hey, I wanted David to Nitt, from whatever city you <coughs> Springfield, Missouri. Anyway, I wanted to express my appreciation to you and for and to uh, Poetry Superhighway. You guys have meant a lot to me over the years. And uh, Thank you. Uh, in 19, 1985, just before I got married, I had a, a lot of poetry in uh, bags. And there was a big fire, and it all went up. All went up. All my poetry went up, and I had to start all over again. No copies, no, nothing. And it all went up, and I had to start over. So it, uh, it's been a, a long haul for me. <coughs> so Poetry Superhighway has been a, a, an outlet, a place where I can come non-threatening, especially after I've had so much difficulty interacting on other websites and with other poets. And uh, I tell you, I'm not going to go into it, but it's been tough. It's been tough, and it's forced me to be a bit reclusive. But anyway, be that as it may, uh, today's the 22nd of January. Yesterday was the 21st. And it was uh, the birthday of the my uh, late fiance, the, the love of my life and girl of my dreams. She lived in Toronto, Canada, and she's been gone now since uh, 2007. She um, passed away the same month that my mom did, exact same month. So it was a particularly difficult. March is not exactly a, a charitable month. And uh, I wrote this <coughs> villanelle, which is a, a difficult form to pull off. It consists of tr- uh, three tercets, uh, I mean five tercets and one quatrain for a total of 19 lines. And it has a, a rather challenging rhyme scheme. But um, I wrote it as a challenge, and I think I pulled it off. So... Let me read it right now. It's called Villanelle for Terry. <coughs> to adore your mist and love your ghost, to grab that ever-blessed sword, in this I cherish you the most. I lift my glass and raise a toast to furtive memories I have stored, to adore your mist and love your ghost. Of angst and pain I boldly boast, my very sweet and great reward. In this I cherish you the most. I publish loud and proudly post those times we spent in soft accord. To adore your mist and love your ghost, 
I cannot stop. I cannot coast. A respite I cannot afford. In this I cherish you the most. I'm neither guest nor able host, but attached to you with lover's cord. To adore your mist and love your ghost. In this I cherish you the most. Very nice, David. Thanks for uh, thanks for that tribute. Thanks for sharing that. I'm sorry. Uh, uh, sorry for, for the difficulties that you had um, uh, with that and the pain that you had to endure with that. Well, you uh, noticed there were two uh, there were two refrains there, and the two refrains came together in the final uh, the final stanza, which was the quatrain. So it's a challenge. It's a challenging form, but I really enjoyed doing it. So uh, <laughs> uh, thank you for thank you for being there for us poets. And one thing I, I think you neglected to mention, I didn't hear you mention this, and that is the most important part of your website uh, is the, um, the 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 links, the the resources for other poets, the links, the the. Um, uh, when you when you put the other poetry links, yeah. I did actually mention that David, but uh, but that's oh, okay. You, you were probably you were probably sneezing at that point, and um, uh, I, yeah, I, I I was probably rubbing my ears together. Yeah, <laughs> that's probably I was tuning my ears. Anyway, uh, thank you, Rick. It's been. It's been great for the time I've been on board. I think I'll see you in another 20 years. <laughs> I, I can't wait. Well, David, thanks for calling in. Have a good rest of your day, and I'll talk to you next time you call in. Okay, brothers. Thank you. Bye-bye. Uh, David, David Neb is calling from uh, Springfield, Missouri, a long-time caller here at Poetry Chicago. letter if you're on our email list. But uh, in addition to, to putting up poets every week, we send out a newsletter which lists all of the information, all the all the people we publish, the new links, etc. Um, a useful useful newsletter where you can find new places to submit your work and and all kinds of things specifically of interest to poets and writers. And yesterday was actually the 1,000th issue of it. Yeah, I put out 1,000 emails. Which I'm surprised I'm still allowed to do that. That's that's too many emails. Uh, one a week for a thousand plus weeks. All right, moving along. Uh, again, the number for you to call in if you'd like to is area code six four six seven one six seven three six two. Our next caller is from the two zero two area code. Hello two zero two. Hello. Hello. Who am I talking to? This is Susan Meehan. And I'm calling from Washington, D.C., where yesterday I took part in in the big uh, march down here. And I am working on a book, uh, which will be called The Color of Truth. That's great. I would definitely love to hear a piece from it, please. All right. Um, given the weather, I think I'll read you a uh, 
a, a winter poem. I lie in bed, alone and sulking, irrationally expecting immediate warmth from my sullen, gelid bedclothes. Instead, I face creeping paralysis from the winter chill. Sneakily, the comforter disappears. It has become my enemy. Its frigid silk is engaged in Arctic warfare. Sliding off my bed, it vengefully exposes my vulnerable limbs to the icy air. At the same time, my nighty quietly creeps upward, shamelessly abandoning its post to the elements. Oh, cowardly garment, I complain. Shivers are turning my legs to hammers. I hug my knee tightly, hoping to make a snug, warm nest, but the last small packet of warmth has escaped, leaving my naked chins to bone cold, stone cold as a skeleton on which they hang, the skeleton that hides underneath my flesh. All my hopes dissolve in midnight's absolute zero. Napoleon's forced retreat from Russian winter unwillingly seizes my mind. Where, I wonder, is the serenity of death by frostbite? Misery engages me, forlorn and pitiful. I suck my stiffened, wretched fingers. My soul is iced over. I'm alone in my bed. Hell hath frozen over. I hate winter. But I do like your program very much, which kindly offers the chance to uh, be heard on a variety of subjects around the world. Rick, you really are a blessing. I will be uh, putting out a, a book of poetry uh, just about before St. Patrick's Day, and some of it will be on uh, Irish-American issues. Some of it will be on entirely different subjects. Um, I've been very involved in, in the history of the District of Columbia, and I used to work for and with uh, Marion Barry, and uh, he'll be the subject of a bunch of vignettes that I'll be putting out in addition. I don't see any reason why can't have good poetry and uh, and politics as well. And, and I think yesterday was a wonderful example. It was uh, just so marvelous being down by the uh, uh, White House and seeing all the women uh, and their f- families often just in a, a line that went uh, for, uh, I guess, uh, probably a couple of miles, reaching uh, well down past the White House. And uh, I think it'll be a source of of uh, poetry, both fun and, uh, well, we'll see what happens over the next couple of years. What else can we will I indeed, tell you? 
Thank you so much for calling in, um, for sharing that, that piece with us, and participating, for participating as you have in poetry superhighway stuff um, over the years. Uh, um, I have, and I I've won uh, a couple of uh, maybe not first prize, but a couple a couple of prizes, and it's been something I felt very uh, honored in. And thank you once again. We. The poets of of this world really owe you a lot. Thanks. Thanks. All right. Well, that was uh, Susan Meehan calling from Washington, D.C. Um, very grateful for your, your comments and kind words and uh, and looking forward to talking to you next time. Um, the number to call in again is 646-716-7362. Our next caller is uh, from the 951 area code. Hello. Good afternoon, Rick. Steve Braff from rainy Los Olivos, California. Um, Steve? Where I, hey, hey, Rick. And I'm proud to say, drum roll, we now have a working poetry group here in lovely Los Olivos. Um, we're, we're working together. That was great. Uh, we're working to put together a a monthly reading, uh, and we're looking forward to you coming and joining us. So I'll, I'll keep you posted on that. Um, Ooh, yeah, so I'd love to come. We, we, we'd love to have you. And, and you're, you're already on the list, so we, we look forward to it. I'll keep you posted. Congratulations on the 20th. Thank you for, for all you do for, for poetry. Um, I'm, I'm working, Rick, I shared last time uh, on a retell of the second book of Moses, the title Exodus Remix. It's a weave of narrative, biographic, and commentary inspired by each of the 40 chapters of Exodus, uh, each chapter um, inspiring a separate and single poem. And for today, uh, we'd like to share one of these poems that might have a special resonance if Susan is still with us. I think she, she would nod in assent. Um, the, the poem itself, inspired by chapter 22 of Exodus, it opens with a quote pulled from that chapter and then the verses themselves. And I will begin. Chapter 22. Thou shalt neither vex a stranger nor oppress him. For ye were strangers in the land of Egypt. Did you have a Grandma Sarah? Because me, I had a Grandma Sarah. Grandma Sarah on Flatbush Avenue. Flatbush Avenue, Brooklyn. Brooklyn, New York. Red brick apartment building, maybe 10 stories. Next door to the yeshiva with the asphalt playground, where the boys play hoops wearing their talit and yarmulkes. And grandma always in her kitchen. Aluminum pot, blue flame, filled with whatever remains from the last meal and before that and so on. I tell you, that soup that soup was at least, at least 20 years old. And grandma knows 
She knows all is safe, full, warm, secure. The pogroms long gone, Poland long gone, surrounded by her own. But see, it's not. No, it's not. No, not for long, because now they come pouring in, storming. Puerto Ricans? The Puerto Ricans from God knows where. They are everywhere, speaking Spanish, making noise, making problems. And the neighbors, her neighbors, her friends, they are angry. They are scared. They are gone. Miami bound, you know, like whoosh. Grandma. No, not grandma. No, grandma bakes cookies, chocolate chip cookies, chocolate chunks, fat raisins, macadamia nuts galore. I tell you, more sugar, more butter than flour. And always, always little burnt on the bottoms till her whole apartment fills with that goodness. Then Grandma, she opens her heavy green door. She opens it wide. Black rubber stopper propped. No need to call anyone in any language. Yiddish, Spanish, no. She knows. See all the boys and girls with their black hair and caramel skin. They pile in, just pile in, in and on and everywhere. And my grandma Sarah, she is happy. There, the smallest boy, quiet one, on her yellow vinyl chair, plate glass full, looks up, smiles, eat, tatala. Well, there's nothing more Jewish than the last word of your poem there, um, Steve. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Thank you very much for reading that. It sounds like a very cool project, and um, and it was great to hear it. Thank you. Thanks for the opportunity. Cool. Well, um, I look forward to hearing more about what's going on in Los Olivos and um, and uh, and uh, and for you to calling in next time. Down on it. All right. Take it easy, Steve. That was a Steve Braff calling from Los Olivos, California. Um, all right. Moving on, everyone. Uh, the number to call in is 646-716-7362. Our next caller is from the 920 area call code. Hi. Hello. My name is Joseph. Hi. Joseph, where are you calling from? Uh, I'm from Green Bay, Wisconsin originally. I now live in Boston. Cool. Got a poem for us? Uh, yes. Um, this is a... I mean, do we read poems that we wrote or just any poem? Uh, well, ideally you'd read your own poem, but if, if uh, you, you have a poem by someone else that you prefer to read, that's that's fine too. 
Okay, I'll read one of my own poems. I um, I used to write poems a lot in high school, but I lost all of them. Um, and then I went to college, and for some weird reason, since college, I've only written fiction. But over the years since I graduated from Amherst College in 2010, I have written only two poems. So the poem that I'm going to read is one of those two. Um, this is entitled Eternity, and it makes allusion to a pretty well-known Christian Anderson fairy tale um, for any of the mythology or folktale buffs out there who may be listening in. Eternity by Joseph Seal. He looked so cold sitting there with an equation replacing a prayer that for just a moment it seemed just that reason had just prevailed in his prayer the equation. If I kissed you once so this chill would become you and thus no longer trouble your aspiration, still then, then still you would have sighed the same breath that once raised you up before until you tied your sled's cord to beasts whose matchless courses bore aloft no less than winter's speechless caresses. If I kissed you twice, then you would cleave to me with a heart of ice, its ravenous love a tenebrous hammer whose gravity splinters all human concerns in the high cavernous corners of memory. There would be nobody to go back to, nothing to move backwards on, only a frigid solitude, the pursuit of which would protrude upwards, side of, and beyond the self you thought you knew. If I kissed you thrice, then eternity, that empty tale, nothingness would possess you purely, would suffuse your eyes and chest sheerly with the opposite of motion, that a pause at negation confounds gravity, it mounts tragedy, a violent sky of the silent darkness preceding storms. It straddles the keening winds, the howl of wolves, the screaming of predatory birds, and the moon's canny, indifferent glance. The scattered, the many, the millionfold shattered on vanishing fragments of loneliness, sorrow, and anger, all mine, as they cast out their endlessly, ruthlessly narrow vectors to pierce everything that you could ever imagine, that you would ever imagine. Yet still, perfectly, perfectly still, I stand upon a myth, this empty tale, nothingness, these letters whose curious union forms a spidery, frost-bitten reflection of time's boundless limits in either direction. Nice job, Joseph. Thanks for sharing that. You've only written two poems um, in recent histories. Yep. Yep. Well, the the day is young. You could you could write another one before dinner, I bet. <laughs> yeah, perhaps I will. I, I will see if I am visited by the muse of poetry instead of uh, epic narratives. Well, sometimes you uh, you know, of course, you you have to uh, make a point of of uh, trying to find them and see where she is hanging out. Uh, but um, cool. I'm glad uh, I'm glad you're still have your foot in this world, and uh, sorry that you lost all your, your younger work, but um, but keep at it, man, and uh, and call back and read the poem that you wrote today before dinner next month. Absolutely. Thank you so much. 
Sure. Take it easy. All right. Okay. Thank you. Right. Take care. Thanks for calling. That was uh, Joseph from Boston, Massachusetts, uh, calling in and, and reading a poem. One of the two poems he's written recently um, or in recent times. No reason to stop writing poetry, people. Get out there or stay in there. You don't even have to go anywhere. You know what I'm saying? All right, moving along. Ladies and gentlemen, the number to call in is 646-716-7362. You're listening to Poetry Superhighway Live. Um, 20th year of Poetry Superhighway. We have just started and uh, excited to have you along for the ride. Our next caller is from... Oh, I'm sorry. No, I'm bringing it to a group. Sounds like they're already talking. Hello, 562. Oh, hi. Uh, this is uh, Jackie Chow, and I'm from uh, Dr. Um, Don Kingfisher Campbell's uh, writing workshop. And um, I wrote a poem. Uh, the poem I'm going to read um, is a very uh, new poem. Um, we had an open reading yesterday, and I read it. And uh, people uh, liked it, so I'm going to go ahead and read it. It's called Aloof. I come from a far, farther than pebbled roads on which I travel, than chandeliered old hotel turned into home for the disabled, than rainbow rising reluctantly after recent rain, than bumpy rides on rubbery buses. For my eyes look at scenes from a brightly colored time. My mind is sealed in an airtight jar and my words trickle onto the page when they should pour out like a wound, used to the comfort zone of their imprisonment. Um, it's a relatively short poem. Great, Jackie. Thanks uh, Thanks for sharing it. A new one that you had some good luck with uh, yesterday at the reading you were at in Pasadena, and we're happy to hear uh, you. Yeah, that's the process. one in Pasadena. Yeah. And you, you're, you live in Pasadena? Oh, okay. Let me uh, take off my earplugs. I, uh, at a place that's a little bit noisy again. Uh, I'm sorry. Um, okay. That's okay, Jackie. It's, uh, thank you so much for calling uh-huh. in. Yeah, I'm now gonna... I can hear you better. Okay, great. Well, uh-huh. um, thank you for calling in, and um, I look forward to hearing you next time. Okay, great. I'll be calling back next month. Sounds great. Okay, Jackie from uh, from Pasadena, California, um, who was just telling us about uh, the experience she had reading the poem that she just read for us at a at a reading there. I've said this a million times, but if you if you um well, you should get out and read poetry in front of people. Uh, open readings happen all over the place, and if you haven't had that experience. Um, it's it's very cool to uh, have the opportunity to uh, be in a room full of other poets and to share your work and to hear uh, live reaction from them and to have the opportunity to uh, talk with them afterwards and get feedback on your poetry and, and learn from their poetry. Uh, participating with other other people in this art form is an awesome thing to do. So um, so uh, so make sure you do that if you haven't already done that um, and keep doing it. Moving along. Our next caller is from the 705 area. Hello, Rick. How are you? I'm good. This sounds like uh, Alex from Sault Ste. Marie, Canada. It sure is, sir. 
Feliz Año Nuevo Prospero, amigo. Thank you. De nada, amigo. Uh, Rick, I have I have one for uh, it's coming up in three weeks for Valentine's Day. Okay, great. Okay, it's called butterflies, Rick, and here goes. You say what I wish to hear. My lips touch your tenderness. This voice opens closed doors like a sun on the first day of spring. I am enchanted. You're in the air in which I breathe. I do so deeply to absorb as much as I can as enough is not sufficient when it comes to you. My desire for you, then I am vulnerable, as exposed as my love. Please cherish this as I do. As we will flourish as I'm head over heels and I don't want to hold back, not when this feels so right. So I set this with a breeze. It goes as I thought it would, off without a hitch, free to express an uninhibited will. As why exist if you are constrained? Live in the moment. Take matters into your own hands. Use this creativity to inspire, to affect, to bring out what matters most. We are from the same vision. Why I've taken this chance, as the glitter in your eyes tells me all that I need to know. We are dancing as two butterflies in a field. This glow envelops us with its effervescence. End poem. That's great. Yeah, Valentine's Day is coming up, isn't it? And uh, and uh, and it's just it's just. Of course, by the next time we have Poetry Superhighway Live, it will have come. And gone, and how how refreshing to be reminded of its existence. Uh, uh, something to look forward to, um, in particular when um, when there's a lot of stuff that uh, that uh, it's not so fun to pay attention to going on right now. So, thank you so much, Alex. Absolutely, Rick. Rick, I just want to tell you something from the bottom of my heart that I feel that you are like a beacon of light in the universe for the poetic spirit. You are that channel that allows people to express their inner their inner thoughts and and peace within and this is a gift that you give to all the opportunity to do that. So thank you very much. My pleasure, Alex, and thank you for being a part of it through uh, your participation in this show um, so frequently, and uh, I look forward to uh, it continuing. Uh, and for another 150 years, Rick, I'll be here with you. I, I will do that. I'm going to put that on my calendar. <laughs> wrap up. Uh, right wrap on. Up in 150 years. Absolutely, my friend. Okay, cool. Well, Alex, thanks for calling in, and uh, stay warm up there north of the border, and talk to you soon. I just brought my daughter skating today for an hour at an inside rink, so it was really cool. Very good exercise, and wonderful for the spirit, too, so it was awesome. Cool. All right. Take it easy, Alex. Thanks so much. You have a great day. Alex calling from Sault Ste. Marie, Canada, proving that this show is an international show. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, Canada represented here on Poetry Superhighway Live today. Uh, the number to call in is area code 646-716-7362. Moving right along to our next caller. Um, 
who is from the 301 area code. Hi, 301. Hey, Rick. It's Hiram LaRue calling. How are you? I wanted to join everyone else in wishing you 20 candles, happy anniversary, 20 years, and a 1,000 issues. That's a terrific record of commitment to poets and poetry. So as everyone has said, keep going. We're all with you. Um, I was wanting to read a short poem, if I could. Um, and it's um, the title comes from the fact that my Dad never, ever, as long as I can remember, ever, ever cursed or swore. But when he would get annoyed, he would mutter, oh, boy, howdy. I'm not sure where that phrase came from, but this piece is called Boy Howdy. Modern life hurts me. Would that I could die in the arms of seed catalogs or turn over in a bed and feel Snow coming in the window. My father taught me to wave at life from cherished corners. His were really my teenage years. Carry on is how I feel now. So may these lines become as strikingly handsome as hands on shoulders. May they cause strangers to look up again and again. May the hope in these lines age well like chewed pencils or turn into stale crumbs that birds will fight over. Rick, uh, I live just outside of the D.C. area, so I want to shout out, like several others have, to all those who participated yesterday in marches all over the country, and I believe even all over the world. Thanks so much for what you do. Well, my pleasure, Hiram. Thanks. Uh, thank you for calling in uh, again and, and reading your work, and um, and uh, journey continues. That was uh, Hiram calling from Washington, just outside of Washington, D.C. area. Um, I just, I was just uh, uh, glancing on the web at some stuff that Hiram has done. It says, He's one of the tallest poets in the greater D.C. area. Those poems are surprisingly short. So um, there you go. It's all about the juxtaposition. Um, all right. We've got about 15 minutes or so left in the show. I've got three people left on the line. I'm sure we'll have time to get to all of you, but we might, might have a chance to get to one or two more if you'd like to call in. Uh, feel free. The number is 646-716-7362. Our next caller is from 310. Hi, 310. Hello. Hi. Hello. Yes, hello. Can you hear me? 310, I'm talking to you. Hello. Hello. Do you hear me? Rick Lupert? Can you hear me? We're going to hang up on that because uh, that didn't seem like a very productive call. Um, call back, 310. I, I was hearing you, uh, but uh, I felt like uh, uh, we shouldn't just be saying, can we hear each other? So uh, get it together technologically. We can do this. All right, moving along. Our uh, next caller is from the 215 area code. Hi, 215. Hello, Rick. How are you doing? I'm good. 
Rick? Yes. Are we on? We're on. Can you hear me? Hello, Rick. What happened? Rick? Yes. What happened to the line? I'm not sure what's happening, folks. I have two callers in the room who can't hear me, um, so I'm not sure what's uh, what's going on with that. We'll try one more uh, caller and see what, what if it works. Um, can you hear me? Block number. No. All right. Well, I guess we're having some uh, um, technical issues here. Um, if you're if you're in the chat room and you can hear me, um, maybe post a message in there so I know that the the audio is working, and we'll try to figure out uh, what's what's going on uh, otherwise here. Um, yeah. How strange. All right. Well, um, I would like to uh, let's try three one zero one more time. Three one zero. Are you there? Hello? Yes, hello. Can you hear me? Nope, I guess not. I guess uh, some some technological problem has happened. Um, not sure how to how to troubleshoot that. Um, since I can hear people, and apparently when I put them on the air, they can't hear me. Well, um, that's okay. Um, it's an exciting way to begin our 20th year. It's technical difficulties. Um, I would like to, uh, I guess, say thanks to everyone who, who called in today uh, so far. I want to say thanks to uh, David from Springfield, Missouri, Susan Meehan from Washington, D.C., Steve Braff from Los Olivos, California, Joseph from Boston, Massachusetts, Jackie Cho from Pasadena, California, um, Alex from Sault Ste. Marie, Canada, and Hiram from Washington, D.C., um, uh, I guess I'll try one more time uh, and see if we can put some on the air. 215, can you hear me? Caller from 215. Hey, Rick. Can you hear me? Yes, can you hear Hello, me? Hello, Rick. Okay, not working. Um, so we're just going to wrap this up because we've only got a few minutes left in the show, and I, I don't know how to troubleshoot this uh, as this is happening. So um, thanks, everyone, for calling in. Um, we will uh, have another show next month on February 26th, and um, and uh, and that will be our next open reading. That'll be uh, right uh, towards the end of the Great Poetry Exchange Project, which uh, which will uh, be launching on February 1st. So watch out for that soon. That's a project where we're going to ask you to uh, to um, pledge to send a copy of your poetry book to someone else in the world, and in exchange, uh, you will receive a book from someone else, and all the details will be sent out in email and posted on our website and Facebook comes around. Um, and again, so February 26th, that's five weeks from now, on Sunday, 2 to 3 p.m. Pacific, we'll have our next open reading. Thanks again to everyone who's, who uh, has participated in the show and who has uh, helped me um, make Poetry Superhighway a successful uh, venture over the last uh, 20 years. I look forward to the last uh, 20 more, or as Alex has suggested, the next 150 more. I'm trying to do the math quickly in my head. That would be uh, uh, the year 2166, I believe, is, is when he suggested we, we wrap this up, 100, another 150 years. 
Um, we'll see if we can get going that long. Um, um, it might be one of those things where they have to, uh, as my uh, body ages, I will have to uh, have my brain removed and, um, and put in one of those water-filled glass uh, containers and uh, mounted on top of a uh, poetry robot. Uh, but if, if, if that's possible, then I for sure will, uh, will make that happen uh, because I would love to, uh, to keep this going um, as long as possible. So get out there, do poetry, um, uh, stay warm, etc., and uh, to try to stay safe and happy in a world in which it seems to be getting more difficult to do so. Have a great rest of your day, everyone.